The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. Tonight's episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of Megaforce Records co-founder, Marsha Zazula. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. everyone welcome well yeah a very very special annual episode of radioactive metal this is episode 639 and i'm Snowy white and this is aaron and dear listeners the rammy awards are brought to you this year by true cult coffee t-r-v-e-k-v-l-t coffee.com the most metal coffee you can get Go out to truecallcoffee.com, subscribe today, because not only will you not run out of coffee, you'll get not one, but two great bands, some months, maybe more. You never know, because things are always changing up there at True Cult. And you're going to get great metal, great coffee, you'll always be in good spirits. So get out there, truecallcoffee.com, possess yourself a cup today. 
Mm-hmm. And it's so cool to have True Cobalt Coffee on board for this extra special episode because da 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 da. Probably should have had some music or something queued up for that or some fan applause or something to that ilk because tonight is our annual Rammy Awards. Yay! So now, if perhaps you are tuning in, you know, very recently, a new year, so you're looking for new shows to listen to, or even if you're an old veteran on Radioactive Metal listenership and you kind of want a refresher as to what exactly the Rammy Awards are, well, it's just every year in the new year, we kind of sit down and we discuss all of our favorites in the key, you know the in the key categories that mean the most to metalheads from the previous year. All that. And the episode is always a lot of fun and all that. There's no there sorry, there's no plaque, there's no prize, you know. <laughs> there's nothing like that. It's just you and I sitting down having a couple of bevies here. I got the lemmies going here in my motorhead mug. And we're just going to talk about all of our favorites in the year that was. Before we get to all of that, I want to say hello and happy birthday. Today, as we speak, is Kronos' birthday. I just saw that today. Kronos from the Mighty Venom. Wow, dude. I- yeah, 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 I couldn't believe that. He's on the other side of 60 now, apparently, and Venom is still still killing it. And the reason why I'm saying all this is because I believe one of the categories, one of the things that we've discussed every year on the Rammy Awards is our Hall of Fame. I believe Venom was one of the first bands, you know, in the first couple years of the Hall of Fame that we inducted. Oh yeah, they were in the band on. category. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because it was actually Venom was the band, you know, that really got me into metal full time many, many years ago, way back, fifty or sixty, seventy years ago. Now, <laughs> with that, and um. That's that time period, okay, when I first discovered Venom, you know, the early to mid-80s, a lot of that is going to be discussed tonight in uh, in my Hall of Fame nominee. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to hearing all of your picks. We don't really share in advance because we always like to have that 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 surprise and all that. But before... We do that in honor of True Cobalt Coffee and for being such wonderful people and wonderful product. Hate that word, but it is what it is. It's a metal product for metalheads by metalheads. And one of the things we always like to do for them, for at least the past little while now, is our mandatory metal segment. And I thought maybe it'd be kind of cool this time round to drop a track from the the old but new the re-release the legendary cyanide their divide and conquer last year the good folks at hell's headbangers 
spiffed up that record and fired it out there for a whole new generation. So, our mandatory metal this week. This is Cyanide with Throne of Blood. So, of course, what 
our Rammy Awards are, since it's radioactive metal, R-A-M, Ram, Rammy. You know, it's kind of our our take on the Grammys. Some of these, some of these categories, dude. I really think that we're probably going to well, at least at least this first one. Okay, I think we might be thinking the same thing when I say the news story of the year. That <laughs> that thing that you know, <laughs> you know, like what what else could there possibly have been this year to talk about? So I'm really kind of uh, I'm kind of <laughs> I'm kind of curious. What could your news story of the year possibly be? Well, my news story of the year is actually several news stories um because 2020 was really the year we lost some of the most iconic musicians ever right Mm -hmm. and so uh, my news story is the passing of eddie van halen neil pert bob kulik leslie west martin birch frankie benali and pete way and for for this show I also have to add Sean Reiner and Sean Malone, a cynic. Sean. Well, maybe okay. I, maybe I have Sean Malone in the wrong one, but Sean Reiner it was cynic. He was the drummer. Oh right, right, right. No, that's true. Okay, well, okay, I kind of got everything mixed up. Yeah, you're right. There was a lot of. Uh, well, that's that's kind of the thing. The only really thing that I don't like about doing this show, okay, is because every time I turn on the news, I kind of hold my breath. Please don't let anyone die. No one died. No one died. No one died. Come on. Come on. No one died. More often than not, okay, good. But then, boom. Like, holy shit. That was right out of left field. Yeah. And it's funny. Like, 2020 seemed so long, I literally forgot the Neil Peart died at the beginning of it and that mm-hmm. we did a special episode with your buddy mark right like, i can't believe that was just barely a year ago mm-hmm. you know it's like holy crap what a year <laughs> yeah. yes yes and the reason why everyone is gonna go holy crap what a year is well what happened in the world the world kind of Came grinding to a standstill. The fit hit the shan. You know, people are getting sick. People are literally dying all over the world. And through the whole COVID-19, which is, you know, my news story of the year. Not just, okay, because when it first started to go down, Okay, it was kind of like, okay, the NBA announced they're going to hold off games. Oh, okay, well, that's too bad. And then the the very next day, the NHL, National Hockey League, we're going to hold off games. Okay, this isn't good, I guess. And then Live Nation concerts. No, no, we're postponing all concerts. Okay, well, that's not bad. Well, that sucks, you know, but... I'm kind of up to here with arena and stadium shows, honestly. You know, it's going to take one hell of a bill to get me into an arena show now. Okay, let's put it this way. I think my last arena show was Slayer's last stop here. And that's a couple years ago now, I believe. Yeah, 2019. 
Okay. So it's like, okay, that's too bad. But then the theater shows are postponed and, you know, called off. Tours are now that I would be working, you know, not only for Radioactive Metal, but helping with the promoter here in Winnipeg and, you know, working with Ninja Cat and all that. All of a sudden, left and right, this tour stopped, this tour stopped, this band has, has canceled and all that. And then it just all at once, clubs shut down, everything. You know, the music world is on hold. And it's like, ah. Oh. Uh, and we're still, we're still, you know, we're still fighting and we're still not there. Now, fortunately, though, silver lining for radioactive metal at the very least, this whole thing, because bands aren't touring and all that, and the majority of our you know, interviews are the whole what we call action interviews where we want to be there, you know, backstage, you know, hanging out with the band, you know, doing the interview face to face. That's what we enjoy doing most. Well, that's that's all on hold, but it has given us an opportunity to speak to a lot of bands that are never going to cross Canada, you know through but now we're going to speak to them through over the phone and over skype and all that so got a lot of bucket list interviews this year so silver lining you know as as, as bad as this year was i'm gonna take something out of it you know yeah. what i mean today this year the 2020 was definitely very memorable so new story of the year good and bad the whole covidness yeah, yeah, it's been it's it's been a wild ride, man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can't wait, I can't wait until this is over because, like, I've I've actually been thinking, and I'm not going to say too much because this is probably something that we should be talking about in discussion on the show when we have our discussion segments. Like, what are we going to do when the world goes back to where it's supposed to be? What's the first thing music related that we want to do? <laughs> you know, because I'm I'm a, I'm a racehorse at the starting line. Well, you are, but I mean, for me, the music world, at least concert wise, has gotten better. You know, like like the bummer has been there's been less albums coming out, but 2020 still had like a lot of stuff. But I mean, I've mm -hmm. been able to see more concerts because people are going virtual. Like I've Live seen streaming. stuff this year yeah. I would have never seen. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's there's more silver lining right there. Yeah, hopefully as well. And I think we mentioned this on the show. Hopefully, this is something that bands will continue to do. Okay, even though we're not touring, but if we set a show up, you know, in this small hall or theater or club and all that, we'll do a virtual show for our fans all over the world. That's what I'm hoping. You know, hey. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Where do we want to go now? How about our favorite new or indie band? The idea. Now, I remember those first. I don't know how many Rammies, the first five, five, six years, these used to be two different categories where it was a best new band, band with their debut album on a reputable label, and then you had your indie unsigned band and all that. But it just, as 
the industry kind of changed and progressed, you know, with the advent of file sharing and downloading and just all the interwebness. Okay. It got to a point where a new band, you know, could start doing it on their own. And new new unsigned bands were making just as much headway within the scene as some bands, you know, sign on signing on to said reputable label. So we kind of decided, you know what, we're going to kind of merge these into one. What was your pick for a best new or indie band of the year? Well, this is going to sound biased because we featured this artist's um, album release as a special episode we did live and then put out a special episode with it. But D. Gregorio, um, mm-hmm. from that, the House of Gregory Chapter 1, is my indie band of the year for that album. Um, and, you know, partly, yes, I, I do know Sue of D. Gregorio, but it's also partly for the journey that has come, like, you know, to, to, watch, to watch somebody work so hard to achieve this goal. I mean, dude, it's easily been six to ten years in the making that she's been working at writing this and getting the right people in place. And then wow. just just to put it out, you know, I mean, she she went through vocalists like Spinal Tap went through drummers, you know, <laughs> trying trying to find people. And then you know, thanks to the the advent of the internet, she has people. I think there's people like from all over the world that participate on this record. So it's it's a heck of a record. I was proud to be able to do the release. She's already working on the follow up. And um, yeah, so D Gregorio is my indie band of the year. Right on, right on. And it was an excellent intro to me, to Sue and everything that she's doing. Very impressive, yeah. The the thing with that, now people might say, well, you're just not, you're just pushing your friend and all that. Okay, with a band like Dee Gregorio and everything she's doing, if you didn't know her personally, that record just came across your desk or... They're on tour through your town and you decide, what the hell, I'm going to go check out this band. Would that be an artist that you would get behind just on the basis of what you see? Oh, hell yeah. For sure, for sure. And I was the same way with our good buddy Ducky. His band, the punk band, Shit Happens. Heck yeah. The very first time, very first time I saw them. Yeah, all the members, all friends of mine, I would take a bullet for them and all that. But... It, it hit me the when I saw halfway through their first song, seeing them live the first time, it hit me for a split second. I forgot that these were my friends. Yeah, that's always and fun. I love that moment. It's just, it's just like, holy shit. I totally, totally forgot that, you know, <laughs> that, that these are, this is them. And they were just this band just on tour going through town playing Friday night at my club, you know, like it just, so yeah, don't ever, uh, don't, don't ever take any flack or any criticism from anyone, you know, for supporting your friends, because (laughs) really you ask any unsigned band in any scene, you hook them up to Wonder Woman's Golden Lariat. Okay. And you asked them how they feel about all of their friends sometimes. You know, when they put the word out, hey, buddies, I have this gig Friday night. Well, I got to I got to do this and I got to do that. uh, They're all frustrated with that. 
They're all frustrated with well, that. And, and you know, along that lines, um, I saw some of the best memes this year because, you know, bands aren't playing. And one of the memes uh-huh. was, hey, you know, this year has been really hard on touring bands, and especially like local bands. So reach out to a local band and text them things like, oh, sorry, uh, I got to get up early for work tomorrow, so I can't make it. And, um, <laughs> oh, maybe maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Are they are they they get these ridiculous um texts. What time do you go on? Yes, you yes, know? yeah. You know, why don't you show up early and go see everyone? Like, why don't you support everyone? Or can you put me on the guest list? No, the idea is to support. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever I've never accepted a guest list. For a local band, even if I'm interviewing them that night, you know, especially my friends. For sure, for sure. My indie spotlight, man, I was totally blown away with this black slash black metal slash black rock, whatever you want to call them, out of Edmonton. This awesome band called Black Pestilence. Rock on. Their their, their debut release, Hail the Flesh. That came across my desk. It was in, we made it an indie spotlight that week, and I was just scratching my head. Why aren't these guys signed? You know, like I have this, I have this fictitious label in my head, Radioactive Re- Radioactive Records. You know, if we if we were a record label as well, who would we sign? Yeah. Honestly, I think Black Pestilence is probably the first at least extreme metal band that we would sign and all that. So yeah, Edmonton's black pestilence with the comeback of the year category. Okay. This is a little, this is going to be a little bit different because once again, the COVIDness is kind of screwing everything up because one of the ways in which the comeback a band could make is okay they put out a new kick-ass record they've been out of the scene for years they reunited or they haven't had a record for about 10 years they're back they put out a kick kick kick-ass record if they didn't record any new material well maybe they hit the road again after years maybe they hit a couple key festivals you know maybe they hit your town and all that because your the band's sisters cousins you know lives here whatever there's 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 always that idea as well well unfortunately well who's touring who's doing this who's doing that like it's really hard so basically for comeback of the year i focused my attention on a veteran band who released a kick-ass record this year Okay, that had been out of it for a while. The mighty, the legendary Kirith Ungol Rock on. dropped their latest, their newest record, Forever Black. After 2019, as you recall, they did that, they, they put out that live album. And then, of course, do you want to talk to Kirith Ungol? Well, fuck yeah. What kind of question is that? <laughs> you know, so we had we had them on the show. The new record comes out. Legendary Kirith Ungal, Snowy's comeback of the year. How about you, dude? You're going to give me shit for this one. 
Uh-oh, uh-oh, whenever you say that. You are. You're going to give me shit for this one because I don't know if it's technically a comeback, but just like looking through through things and I, and it was more kind of how I felt about this recording that was released this year. Um, but I put down Diamond Head because of the um, Lightning to the Nations 2020, and I realized that they did release a record in 2019. And so this maybe technically isn't a comeback, but I just loved the just that unrelenting approach to re-recording that first album, covering the bands that covered them. Uh, just everything about it, just it's okay. Maybe I couldn't call it a comeback as as much as that. We're here to stay, motherfucker. Like you know. Ah. Right, but but yeah, so that that's why I chose them, and I'm like, Snowy's gonna give me shit for this one. But <laughs> actually, you kind of yeah, you know what? If they hadn't, if they had just put out just another brand new record of brand new of new material, if they didn't re-record, you know, that classic first record and all that, well, yeah, then I would be, you know, hucking vir- virtual bricks at you through <laughs> the interwebs, but. <laughs> but I like where you're going, and that makes a lot of sense. Like in essence, it is it is kind of a comeback because they are sort of reintroducing themselves this way, or at least to a whole new audience now that maybe only heard of them. You know, and we talked about this at length a couple episodes ago. But maybe you know, there's this whole new audience that only heard of them through their connection to Metallica. Yeah. And they're they're saying, okay, well, this is what James is all, you know, got his tail feathers all up in arms about, you know, this, this is the reason. And so, no, that makes a lot of sense. So good choice. Good choice, dude. Thanks, man. Right on, right on. This was the category that really kind of stung and I kind of went, okay, what the fuck are we going to do the live category like <laughs> holy shit like okay like for me normally it's like it's it's a tough choice because i went to 50 or 60 shows yeah and that's just like in, in a single week <laughs> okay. you know and, and you know but this time around ah I, by the time, you know, that fit hit the Shan in March, I'd only been to about 10, 10, 10 shows and all that. And so it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but for kind of what we did get, okay, like Max Cavalier and Soulfly came through and I saw Toxic Holocaust for the very first time. On that show, Redefining Darkness, recording artist Nocturnal Departure here from Winnipeg. They they put on a kick-ass show. There's was some fundraisers for the Manitoba Metal Fest, which obviously never happened yeah. and all that. So, like, yeah, it was kind of good for a while for bands that weren't touring. So, that said, okay... Winnipeg Death Metalers Votov, their album release party for their 1XX1 album that dropped this year. That was my choice 
for live show of the year. Just because this band kicks ass live, and it was and it was their album release, and on top of that, earlier in the year, okay, they. And unfortunately, I didn't make this show, and I'm still kind of kicking myself. This band made history, heavy metal history, because after the world kind of stopped for a while, the very first concert, heavy metal concert in North America back was Votov here in Winnipeg at the, at, at, at the Park Theater. Yeah. So on the live front, and once again, you know, oh, you're pushing your buddies. No. Yeah, okay. But this band kicks ass. Yeah. Go go check out the 1XX1 record, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So on the live front, Snowy's Choice, Votov. Great band, even better guys. All right. Well, I think that's a fantastic choice, Snowman. And mine is Clutch live from the Doom Saloon 2 live stream this year. Clutch did, I think, three different live streams. I only caught the second one, which is a bit of a bummer. But um, it was fantastic. You know, not only was it just, you know, Clutch playing live, but it was the first live stream that I had seen since all the live streams started where... They had lights. They had sound. It was really professionally run. They sold tickets to it. And it wasn't like selling tickets and you watch old videos. Like, it was tickets live. They performed live. It was weird not having the crowd sounds, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they just, they killed it. I mean, and what was really cool is... If, if you bought your ticket by a certain point, you got to put in your picks for, hey, what do you want the set list to be? And then they would choose, you know, go through and choose a set list. So Sweet. the set list was completely chosen by a fan, you know, and it was deep cuts, right? Deep cuts. So it, it man, it was just, it was killer. And like, and I, I, I don't know if you've seen Clutch live, but I've seen him live two or three times now. Well, I think, th- I think three times, including this live stream and just... They're a killer live act, man. I love those guys live. Right on, right. No, no, I haven't. I know they have been through town at least once. I didn't make it, and it's probably one of those shows. Probably the next time, you know, that they do when the world... And I'm not going to say the new normal. This is not the new normal. When normal returns, I don't want want to christen what's going on now as normal. When normal returns... And tours start happening again. I hope uh, Clutch is one that makes its way back. I'll be all over that for sure and for sure. And it's partly from everything that you said about, you know, these live streams. And all that. And I'm going to reiterate what we said earlier. Like the idea of a live, the live stream continuing, I'd be all for that. For sure. Yeah. I, I really think it needs to continue because... You know, I, I'm seeing shows that would never come here. And so if you start offering a live stream, like you pick pick one or two concerts a year, you know, it, does, it doesn't even have to be a lot. But like pick, pick a couple dates on the tour and then, you know, sell the live stream to that in addition to those tickets. Like you're going to make some money, you know, and chances are you're going to are going to have like film crews there anyway. So why not broadcast it live? 
you know, especially for some of these these bigger shows, you know. So, I I just think that's the way to go. Um, I think it's a way for bands to reach fans that they normally wouldn't reach. I mean, because again, nobody comes where I live, you know. Mm-hmm. So you you can reach those fans. And I mean, I dropped a hundred bucks on the clutch thing because it was it was ten or fifteen bucks for a ticket. Might might even only been nine. Right, because I remember thinking, "I'm like, wow, that's really reasonable." And then I started looking at all all the packages, you know, and I'm and it's like add this much to get like a laminate, add this much to get a um, t-shirt, and then the hundred dollar package I got included everything plus um, a live recording produced on vinyl as a double record. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Like, I I I want the want this taken back, you know. Like, I didn't even know what it was going to sound like. I'm like, no, I, I, I want that package. I, I really am excited about that. And and on top of that, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit later here too, but um, they were they were putting aside a portion of proceeds, I think it was of the t-shirt sales, um, were going directly to their crew because they mm. should have been out touring Europe when the Doom Saloon 2 went on. They're like, our crew needs money. You know, like oh, they, yeah. they need their salaries. and. Uh, just a stand-up band all the way around. But anyway, I digress. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Right on, right on. Yeah, like a lot a lot of bands have stepped up this year and said, okay, like, okay, yeah, it sucks. You're not going to shows. It sucks. We're not doing them and all that. But it's not just the fans and the bands that are suffering. It's everyone else. It's the venues. It's the promoters. It's it's the merch yeah. people like it's just it's 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 all the way around you know we're all i i don't know if you really if anyone really really pays attention to how i speak on this show but to me the metal community is all one big happy family you know we all know each other we're all friends everyone from ozzy osbourne to a local winnipeg hardcore band like when I'm when I'm talking and I'm in that mind frame, that's exactly what it is. We're all we're all just one big happy family, and I'm never going to lose that. And I know I'm full of shit, okay, but at that moment, no, I'm not. You know what I mean? You you can't tell me otherwise. Well, that's totally how I um how I picture Winnipeg. Like I, I pretty much, if anybody comes through Winnipeg, I picture that they have to have stopped at your house, had a had a drink, and then they go do their show. Like like so, you know, I totally get that. Uh, it's definitely because we are a smaller community, but a dedicated one, and all and all of that. Yeah, we are definitely probably a little more closer knit, you know, than a big city like Toronto, New York, LA, you know. But that's just when this is why one of the reasons why I live where I do. Man, Winnipeg is so cold in the winter time. Yeah, well, Winnipeg kicks ass everywhere else, though. So yeah, hey, yeah, can't can't I mean, keep going. You know who who knows what what the year may bring. <laughs> that's right. That's right. The world could just all go to hell right tomorrow. So hey, I know that's right? why we're having such a good time with this tonight holy geez we're really getting down to the nitty-gritty here right now because uh we're looking at pretty much i guess the three most 
important um, categories to metalheads. Now, with Song of the Year, okay, like metalheads, we're we're more focused on an entire album and all that, yeah. you know. But we do we do have the individual songs that every once in a while. I don't like the word hit singles when it comes to metal and hardcore and all that, but every once in a while you do have, you know, those individual songs that you probably could, you know, center out or point or, you know, make uh, make an exception for, like, kind of like, okay, this song kind of stands out a little more for whatever reason. And for me, if I absolutely had to choose one, going to go with Pulse of the Dead from uh, Vicious Rumors, their new record that came out this last year, Celebration DK. Really cool. Okay, this band is absolutely amazing. Like, it's it's Vicious Rumors. We've had Jeff Thorpe on the show. Um one of our action interviews a couple years ago when they came through town yeah. earlier this year with this with this album I got reacquainted with them we hung out on Skype and had a great chat about this and Pulse of the Dead I believe we spoke individually about this song just for what it was all about the wicked interview the wicked video and idea behind that and we just kind of marked out about everything together so as i'm you know going through my mental file file decks of individual songs i know that just like this one song it just kept coming to me it kept coming <laughs> back to me so i was like i guess i was just told myself that pulse of the dead my rammy song of the year i can get behind that man i can totally get behind that mm -hmm. so Mine, I I chose. I, I chose this one um, one because I love the song, but I also love the two artists who are singing it. Um, the two singers on this particular tune are probably two of my favorite singers. One um, classic metal and one much more modern metal. Um, both of them paid their dues and really had to work in albeit in completely different capacities right but mm -hmm. um the the song is called the magic of christmas and it's being performed by d snyder and lizzie hale as a duet and dude it's, it's fantastic and, and and maybe this isn't the most metal song for 2020 but man we really needed some cheer in 2020 oh. Oh, and yeah. this song delivers and to, to hear, I mean, I, dude, I, I've loved D Snyder's voice since the first time I heard it and to hear him and Lizzie Hale, just like, damn brother, it, it, it's a fantastic tune. I, how did I miss this? Okay. I, I had no idea where you were going. And then when you mentioned the title and who it was, I was like, what the hell? It, it dropped in November. Yeah, like, I can't believe we didn't play it on the show. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it almost totally escaped me, too. But um, it came up because I was looking at some other stuff. Because when we get to the album of the year, I think it's my album of the year, um, I, I I had a rough time deciding. Ah. Uh -huh. 
Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, we're going to write this down. Come next year's Christmas episode. Like maybe that's something. Oh, we got to break that, it out. It's, oh, it's so definitely. good, dude. Like, <laughs> they're, they're both such great singers. They are. They are. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, okay, you said it. Album, album of the year. Okay, let's jump right into it. Uh, what you got? Well, let me ask you this. Is an okay. EP technically an album or not? Uh, you know, you know what? Like, it's been a long day. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna split hair. <laughs> sure, why not? Because I was wrestling with this one, but and and this one <laughs> dropped towards the end of the year. But um, uh-huh. the EP is called 2020, and it's by the Cro-Mags. Now it's by Harley Flanagan's Cro-Mags. Ah, right. Okay. So it so like. Best I can tell, research-wise, um, I I don't know if lawsuits were settled or what happened, but essentially it looks like in 2019, John Joseph ceased to be in the Cro-Mags, and in 2019, Harley Flanagan started to be in the Cro-Mags. So, and I mean, for anyone who's who's been following this one, it is like the best um, soap opera slash telenovela of hardcore since the 80s. I mean, it's it's just uh-huh. been this ongoing battle, right? But I mean, John Joseph, we talk about him on this show all the time. Love that man. Mad respect. Can't wait to see what he's going to do in the new year. Um, he's still doing all his Ironman tri- triathlons as well as he started a new coaching business this year. Um, and he's, he's, dude, he's just kicking ass. Like, I love that man. But I digress. So the Crow Mags released this EP um uh called 2020 and i know you of all people would be familiar with the um cromag's age of quarrel correct Mm -hmm. the opening track Uh, is called the age of quarantine (laughs) and it is it just it just kills you know they have another track just called 2020 and i'm like i think it was like four or five songs but it's great and i gotta say this man like the um the drums, the dude laying down the drums. That's like, holy crap! Like I'm I'm very particular about my drummers, and one of the greatest drummers in the world is Charlie Benante, and I will mm-hmm. maintain that for as long as I live. Um, and I gotta say, like this guy, like has that kind of vein because Benante is one of the few guys who can play heavy and still groove, you know, and um, I'm. I, I looked up who was playing drums and I can't remember now, so I apologize, everybody. But the drummer for the Cro-Mags on uh, this 2020 EP, ch- check it out because there's some tasty grooves being laid down by the rhythm section there, man. I, honestly, mm-hmm. even Harley and the bass stuff. Like, his bass tracks are killer. Like, I love his bass sound on this record. Like, it's really, really good. Now... I I that like I said this was a tough decision because I I wanted to make an honorable mention. <clears throat> mm-hmm. D. Snyder released a live album this year, for the love of metal, and it's really good. It's really good. Like <clears throat> it's everything I wanted. Some of the um the the latter later Twisted Sister releases to be. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like D needed to get out there and get unshackled so he could go out and do it. Um, Cause I, I'd, I'd been really struggling with how much they'd slowed down things like um, we're not going to take it. 
and on this live album that was the first track i went to i'm like nope let's hear it let's hear how they did this It's going to set the tone for me and it's it's a ripper i'm like yeah now we're talking okay this is good <laughs> so yeah so so that's my honorable mention is d snyder's uh for the love of metal live i'm gonna check both those out they both kind of escaped my notice i don't know what the hell i was doing this year for me not to pick up on those what the hell i know man especially oh, you dude what i did pick up on though was the mighty onslaught okay this is another one of those awesome bands that are still killing it today i first discovered them in the mid 80s they initially started out as a um as a british hardcore band they were all they were all part of that scene they slowly evolved more into a metal band come the mid 80s with the power from hell record and they were they killed it all through the 80s they're a fantastic band okay they took their time off then they made their comeback oh geez i don't know how many maybe a half a dozen years ago and they just never left you know when they when they made their comeback they never said okay this is just gonna be one off we're gonna do a tour and all that they just kept going so now more and more okay onslaught is now relevant like big time just as much now as any band that maybe would have started say in the last 10 years yeah like onslaught is is a major part of them we had nights rocket on the show a second time, you know, once again, the first time we had him on the show, we did our action interview when Onslaught came through town. This year was one of the Skype interviews, got reacquainted, had a grand old time. Great, uh, great, great, great band, even better guy, and an awesome album in Generation Antichrist. Okay, because there's a band that, yeah, it's full-on metal and all that, but... The punk roots, you know, are still are still there in their lyrical content and what they're trying to say and and and, and all of that. And they kept to that. So yeah, it was it was a tough decision. You know, there is a there was a lot of wicked albums. You know, that 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 came across my desk that I was just like, ah, you know, if, if, I I I would need about ten honorable mentions to fully fully you know get the whole picture of all of these awesome albums this year but uh, at the end of the day just like the vicious rumor song i kept going back i kept going back to generation antichrist from onslaught great stuff if you haven't heard it yet what's the matter with you come on (laughs) get it together (laughs) run run don't walk Hopefully your record store is open. If not, do the digital thing. Check it out. Okay, dude. This is it. Can you feel the excitement? Is your heart pounding? It is. Is this? Are you starting to salivate a little bit like I am at this whole thing? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This, uh, This obviously is the one, you know, that means the most this is kind of why we're sort of 
doing doing it live. And of course, when you say band of the year, everyone kind of has their own categories, okay? There are or their own their their own reasoning behind it, you know, if what what makes the band of the year for me and it could be a variety of things. For myself, whenever I'm thinking about you know, this particularly this category, it's like, okay, did they come through town? Did I see them? Did they put out a kick-ass new record? Did we have them on the show? You know, if if a lot of these are happening, then chances are it's a band that's going to be in contention. So that said, as you were talking about Di Gregorio earlier, okay, I make no bones and I make no apologies that Votov, okay, is your cool Uncle Snowy's Rammy Award winning band of the year, okay, for a number of reasons, okay, saw them live, yeah. they made, they made history, as I said, okay, their debut album on a reputable label came out this year on CDN Records, oh, Canadian there's Records. just, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just there's there is absolutely nothing. There is nothing. Just you could say, well, I'm not into death metal. That's it. That is the only criticism that you could have for this amazing band and everything that they did this year. So once again, I'm not just pushing my friends. This is a band that. If you see them, if you see them live, hopefully this year they can cross Canada, maybe they do a live stream show for the nation, for the world. Yeah. Okay. You get a chance to see them. You're going to go, you know what? Oh, sometimes that that Snowy, he's kind of a loud mouth and all that. But, man, if he wasn't right about Votov, holy shit. So, yeah. da 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 Check them out, Votov. Damn straight. Great band, even better guys. Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. What do you got, dude? I'm excited. I got to hear your choice. All right. So my choice is probably going to make a lot of sense based on what I've already said this year. Uh, or this episode here so far. But um, my choice is Clutch. And it's for okay, all the things yeah, that I've already sense. stated. You know, like... Um, they really stepped up and did the live streams in, uh, like a concert. I mean, they, they didn't just, you know, throw up a phone and try and charge it. They're like, nope, we're going to do this right. We're going to do it with lights and sound. We're going to charge. We're going to, you know, put money towards our crew. And that was the other thing, man. Like, like, you know, I mean, you're a band of four guys. You're not making a ton of money. Anyway. I mean, Clutch... Clutch is a great band. They've had a long career, but it's not like they're um, Backstreet Boys, right? Like they're, they're mm -hmm. not raking it in. They're not a household name. And, you know, they're thinking about, oh my goodness, the people that, you know, are with us and support us, like they're not forgetting those people. And I I just think that everything that, that they did this year in in the face of, of such adversity was just fantastic. And that's why Clutch is my band of the year. Right on, right on. Like you said, like I said, everyone has different reasons as to why's the why's wherefores and all that, and that's 
that's definitely right up there. Fantastic. Great choices, man, all the way around. This is why Radioactive Metal is the best show on the air. It's Hell just, yes. It, it's, it's, for st- it's, it's for stuff like this. Before we get into our tradition of our Hall of Fame nominees, we're going to show the world exactly why Votov is so awesome. So let's drop a track from that 1X or that IXX I record and quite frankly this song was up there for song of the year with me as well it's definitely okay one of the best song titles okay that I've seen this past year this is Votov with head over hooves categories kind of in the bag for another year this is this section is kind of like ah the extra innings this this day and age okay when you're done watching a movie 
like if it's a big if it's a big time science fiction film okay like the new king kong and godzilla's or the marvel movies and all that the dc yeah. movies and all that don't leave the theater just yet until the credits are done don't leave just yet cuz this is this is kind of the same idea with our hall of fame inductees as well and once again it's the three categories that kind of are most important to metalheads and kind of reflect like the whole genre as a whole our band our album and what we call the myth or legend which has always been traditionally that that other thing that's right, not the a other band. category the other the other and you'll kind of get a fair idea of what we mean by that um when we get to it but first and foremost the band the band um to induct into radioactive metals hall of fame and i think for the most part since we've been doing this show and we've had a number of hosts over the years we've been doing this show now 13 14 years where uh we've gotten to you know we got into the venoms the slayers the dios the sabbaths and all that so we're kind of going a little bit um we're gonna have to start doing a little bit deeper cuts and i think that i did this with my band of the year um and it's actually all three of these Okay, at the top of the hop, you uh, uh, we had to dedicate this episode to uh, Marsha Zazula, yeah, who had just passed away, and for everything that she did with Megaforce Records and all that. So with everything that's kind of going on, such a bummer. It's kind of yeah, yeah. My uh, my Hall of Fame is kind of focusing around, you know. Mrs. Zazula, and I'm going to start with the band of the year being Canada's Exciter. Now, this is oh, this is a, an amazing, legendary band. Their second, their, their, um, they were one of the originators of uh, of thrash. Actually, one of one of the pioneering bands, and Megaforce Records. Just discovered that and uh, kind of put them out into uh, a larger audience and all that. And they're very, very, one of the most influential Canadian metal bands today. Okay. Not just, not just like you talk to a lot of metal bands that maybe started in the nineties. And then after you say, okay, what's who, what's one of the bands that kind of made you, want to do this well rush is going to come up in the conversation oh yeah you, you know annihilator is going to come up in the conversation and more often than not exciter the mighty exciter is going to come up in the conversation and for me personally when i went metal full-time exciter was one of those bands that i discovered right away and you know, their second record, Violence and Force, 
you know, really, really hit me hard. And there was a there was a time where my first couple of years as a full on metalhead full time, you know, people would say, well, what's your favorite band? Well, I would say Venom and well, probably Exciter as well. So, yeah, my your cool Uncle Snowy's nominees for Band of the Year, the Mighty Exciter. And how exciting was it <laughs> when we had, uh, oh, oh, with our former uh, co-host, Rock, when we were doing those album autopsy episodes, when we would get into deep dives and really get into the, the heart of the matter and all that. When we spoke to John Ricci from uh, the guitarist for Exciter for their third album, Long Live the Loud, man, I don't mind telling you. I was, I was as giddy as a schoolgirl on prom night, man. Just, 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 just speaking to him, it's absolutely fantastic. So, Exciter, if you have not heard of or anything from Exciter, especially those early early records, man, do it now. Fantastic stuff. What about you, dude? Your band of the year. Uh, this is a band I could not believe was not in our Hall of Fame. And um, I, I had to go back and like double check with you and reread everything. But it's Metallica. Oh, geez. You know what? Who discovered Metallica? Okay. Yeah. Their first recording was the Metal Massacre series. Who put out their first record? Well, Johnny Z. Johnny D. <laughs> yeah, right. He did. Yeah. Meg- Megaforce Records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kill them all, baby. Yeah. Fantastic Me- stuff. Yeah. And it it like Metallica this year released the S and M S and M two Symphony of Metallica, which is just a phenomenal record, right? And we were just so so lucky, so honored to have Scott Pingle um, on the show to talk about, you know, the, the tribute he did to Cliff Burton on the upright bass and just like uh, everything that, that they've done. I mean, you know, I've, I've talked about it quite often here on the show that I subscribe to the, um, the vinyl club and the struggles they've had. And the, I mean, for as betrayed as I felt in the nineties, um, and believe me, I felt really betrayed. Right. Like, like I, I really took issue with, with some of it. I know there are people that will go toe to toe with me, be like, Oh, come on, man, blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, call me out tell me I'm full of shit, but I didn't enjoy it. Um, I, I didn't like a lot of the, the riffage and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, and, and that's my right. Like they, they have every mm-hmm. right to like it. I have every right to not like it. Mm-hmm. But um, but for all that, to see how they've handled just this year, last year, the S&M stuff, like Metallica has never forgot that they are where they are because of the hardcore fans. They, they've really never lost that. And I mean, the Vinyl Club was about that. S&M is about that, you know, and... For all the struggles they have have with the vinyl club, they're just like, oh, yeah, we give up, you know, <laughs> like like it's in God's hands. We pray you get a record, and you know, I got my second shipment. I'll talk about that next episode, you right know. On. But um, it's and it's really good, really good. 
But I mean, they just, there's, there's so much goes into it. They really care about the fans and, you know, love them or hate them, no matter how anybody feels about them, you cannot deny their impact on modern music. Definitely. You know, definitely. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why they're my pick. I went through my period in the nineties that like, like I, I own the black album, but I have to admit it never blew me away. Or whatever, and then the the follow the follow ups. It's like, what the hell is this? But then, Death Magnetic came out. And it's like, okay, this is getting better. This is getting better. Hardwired is an amazing record. Oh, Hardwired is you know, fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. And you cannot, okay, <laughs> if you are a Metallica fan of today or us who go back to the first record, kill them all, okay. Yeah. We know Metallica '90s is unfuckwithable. '90s Metallica '80s, you can't you can't argue them. Oh yeah, you know like this this that that was that was the band of the '80s in the underground. Those first four albums, man, on my my Pinterest board. Okay, I have I ha I have a category dedicated. It's called the first four albums. <laughs> and it's 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 just pictures from Kill 'Em All to Injustice for All, you know. So yeah, yeah, great choice. I'm glad I'm glad one of us did. And it's nice how how you know the metal universe kind of made you think of that because this is definitely in honor of Marsha's Azula yeah. as well. How we would both uh, we would both think of uh megaforce records in the old days what about the album let's so, induct aaron's album into the our album my 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 yeah. album hall of fame and this is another one well uh, given how rock felt about this band i i can't say i'm shocked but this album for me was literally as important uh, or or really a close second as master of puppets was but when um, when I got this record, um, I, well, I got it on cassette, and I wore it out. It went everywhere with me. I studied every <laughs> note. Um, I took it to my bass lessons and played it for my teacher. I'm like, we need to learn this. He's like, huh, all right, pretty aggressive. We can do it, you know, and um, that would be Man of War's Kings of Metal record. <laughs> uh, yes. And this is the last yeah. record they did with Ross the Boss. Um, mm -hmm. this is some of Ross, the boss's finest guitar play, like just some of the most badass solos, riffs, everything you're ever going to want to hear on there. Um, Joey DeMaio is one of the greats in bass. And it's funny cause you know, when you talk about top bass players, he never makes a list. Never. Maybe every now and then, but he is one of the greats. Just absolutely phenomenal player. Sting of the Bumblebee is a bass solo. It's Flight of the Bumblebee played on a bass guitar. And it's insane. I will never forget the first time I heard that. It just, my jaw hit the floor, you know, and it still hits the floor. I still listen to it. And I just go, <laughs> shit, how's he do it? Because I mean, I to this day, I still can't play that. But I've, I've never been a shredder. I've, I'm definitely more of a groove guy. But mm -hmm. um, it, it's just, it's a phenomenal record. The whole way, start to finish, like... It's one of those albums where there might be like one or two songs I'll skip occasionally, but I'll listen to it start to finish. It's just a great disc. That's the way to do it. Yeah. That's the way to do it, man. Dude, 
other bands play. Man, man of, of War kills. kills. <laughs> okay, right, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Confession. They say confession is good for the soul. Okay. Manowar took a lot of um, heat for their Sign of the Hammer album. Okay, when it when when it first came out, All Men Play on Ten is cheesy, it's personified. I still love that song. I st- I'll still crank it, and it takes me back to when I was a teen. But it still makes me a metal lover at fifty. You know, so yeah, good choice, good choice, Manowar for sure, for sure. Myself, you know, um, like I said, Exciter is this. I guess this is the year where I'm going to do everything that I can to give them their full credit. But as I mentioned while I was inducting the band, Violence and Force, their second record. Okay, that was the one that I discovered them with. And like, wow, I remember, okay, first of all, seeing the cover really kind of stood out with the, with the hands pushing the door, the head or, and like the, the lady's hands pushing the door closed. The, the home invaders hand is trying to get through and he's got the switchblade and the blood's running down and all that. It was, it's an intense cover. Yeah. Okay. Like there was a lot of insinuation in in that and it really stuck out okay and i saw the cover because you know reading magazines and all that you saw the ads first and then you took a chance on the review and all of that and that's exactly what i did with exciters violence and force one listen and i was hooked i was hooked hooked on this band i was already you know, making my way into the metal in general and all that. And like I said, this has been one of my favorite bands, you know, back then. And Violence and Force was right up there. And once again, discovered Megaforce Records. Okay, for all the number of bands, you know, that they found and introduced the metal world to. This was um, this was definitely one of them once again i want to just kind of say exactly what this next category is the myth or legend okay because for many years we were calling it the other yeah because we never really we never really knew what to say you know because there were so many other things besides bands and albums that represented metal we we did the horns we had battle jackets we moshing you know there was a variety there was there was magazines there was record labels there was just like that other thing you know that helped make up the whole metal world and i believe it was you you coined the phrase myth and legend and we knew right then and there yeah so when we heard that it's like boom that is going to be our category so it's kind of like all the other things that, you know, make up the metal world. So, dude, this is your category. Myth, legend, what you got? All right. This year was a tough one, right? Because no- normally I'm, like, doing these, like, a couple years in advance. Um, but I started thinking about it, and I can't believe that we didn't um, initiate this one earlier, but especially 
for our Norwegian death metal and black metal friends, but the forest and nature. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. For every fucking black metal picture and album cover that I've seen and, and all that, you always see the band in the forest. Yeah. Like what? And, you know, and it, it's everywhere. Yeah. Well, think about album covers. Think about songs, lyrics. I mean, think about entire bands. Like, um, was it Atheist or Cynic that that basically dedicated themselves to like nature's type songs? Oh, I could see either of those bands doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't remember now because one of my buddies was used to talk about it all the time. But like Gojira is one where they're very nature involved, like to the point where they're activists. You know, so I mean. You know, and, and if you think about just how important the forest is, and let's be specific, uh, the, the, the fall forest with the bare trees that look sinister, like that European forest, right? The Black Forest Germany, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, that was my pick for the myth and legend this year. Mm, yeah, yeah, totally makes sense. Totally makes sense for, for, for all those reasons. Like, <sighs> And, it, you know, it's not just Norway. It's not just Nor Norwegian. Here Norwegian. in Canada, like, I see, I see it's, ev it's everywhere. You see, you know, the 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 black metal and even, even the power metal and all that. You see them shooting their videos in the forests and all that. Great. Like, that's that's thinking outside the box, dude. I love it. Thanks, I love it. Man. That's absolutely Thanks. fantastic. Um, with everything that's been going on lately like we said at the top of the show we missed we lost one of the all-time greats in Marsha Zazula everything that she did putting together uh Megaforce Records I'm going to um I guess it's I'm going to induct as our myth and legend Megaforce Records but Marsha and John are, are they're a package deal with it, you know. So we're going to have to put them in. Like I said, there's just so many just amazing, you know, artists that Megaforce introduced to the world. Anthrax, <laughs> you know, Anthrax, yeah. Exciter, Gravedigger. You know, they helped with Merciful Fate. They put Metallica on the map. Late Raven, late at SOD, you know, later on, you know, Mushroom Head, even some non metal bands. Jeez, didn't uh Megaforce did Freely's Comet. Yeah. Ace Freely. That yeah, like like the um the debut record for Freely's Comet. Yep. Rock Soldiers, the first single off of that. Oh my God! Still one of my favorite songs, I mean, and it's one of "quote unquote" our songs that my wife and have, and all that because when when Mrs. Snowy first heard Freely's Comets Rock Soldiers, we weren't dating at the time. We just kind of knew each other from school. She said, "This is a song that I'm sure Snowy." would really dig and she became a fan of freely's comet through that so that's how you know megaforce is a part of our lives outside of just me being a metal lunatic you know? huh. so i'll i've always kind of <laughs> always kind of 
be grateful for that. A little later on, Megaforce was the first label to give uh, Fozzie a shot. Yeah. Chris, Chris Jericho, the pro wrestler from Winnipeg here, when he wanted to get into the metal world and he was just doing the, the covers and all that. I think Megaforce is still doing Fozzie's legit records. Yeah, you know, yeah so they got Fozzie, like, and just, um, they also released Man of War, too. They did. They did, yeah. Yeah, King's X, Overkill. Skate Niggs. Skate Niggs is putting out a record. Um, oh, I forgot about those year. guys. Oh, oh my God, dude, yes, that dude, takes me dude. back. This year, this year, Skate Niggs has been threatening a new record. No. We're having them on. Wow, man. okay. Man, rules. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes. yes, we're definitely having the skate nigs on this year. So with with all of that, Megaforce just it they shaped me. They shaped everything, you know, kind of they got me off and running, you know, you know, like they said this is metal. This is some great, you know, examples of it run with it and and i did and i have like, mod when i think about it. holy shit well we almost yeah. forgot about the great mod but i, I better stop better stop now <laughs> because i'm just gonna start ringing off a whole bunch of bands as they kind of hit me so yeah myth legend the mighty megaforce records thank you thank you marcia for everything that you did it is greatly appreciated well my friend another year in the books um and it has definitely been memorable as we said off, off the top of the hop but i feel like this this episode is probably one of our shorter ones now we just kind of yeah. just just burned through everything like we we were ready you know we knew what we were going to say Short, short and sweet, but hey, sometimes this year uh, we had uh, we had some marathons, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that we but did, the, sir. That we did. But the, but the way I look at it is, we're a talk show, and as long as we're actually talking about something, okay, at least you know we could go we could go all night. So that I don't mind. So we're going to kind of put 2020 on a bow right now to kind of get us out of here. We're going to remind everyone exactly how great Black Pestilence were from our Remy Award winning Black Pestilence from their Hail the Flesh record. Let's go out. With hell fire, how can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, facebook.com slash radmetal. Great place to interact with us. The snowman's always posting cool stuff out there. We'll post different events. So hit us up there. Um, Twitter and I almost said Facebook, but I already said Facebook. So Twitter and Instagram have the exact same handle, at RadMetal666. Um, although we don't tweet as much as we do post pictures on our Instagram, you can see various things. You'll see our metal fix from time to time. You will see uh, the snowman himself in person. You know, he, he's not just a unicorn. He exists. You can you can catch a glimpse. <laughs> 
I right? do, yeah. So we can see those sort of things. Um, drop us a line at our Gmail, radmendel666 at gmail.com to send us a message. And then, of course, we are proud members, very proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. We love everybody um, at, at the Shining Wizards Network. They're just a great bunch of people. And um, Shining Wizards also hosts our show's sister brother podcast, A Wrestling Night in Canada. So you can also mm-hmm. check that out if you want to. If if you can't get enough of snow in a week, that's the way to really get your fill, right? Yes. You know, and it's it's going to uh-huh. give you more. It's going to be a different topic. I mean, kind of because we talk about wrestling here and they talk about wrestling there. So it's it's. It's kind of like where this is 75-25, and then there's 75-25 the other way, 75% wrestling, right. 25% metal. So, you know, like if you're just not getting enough wrestling and metal, like between these two shows, like <laughs> you're you're going to be in heaven. It's going to be the, the way right. to go. So uh-huh. ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, we're a proud um, member of that with all the great shows that we, we share that honor. Um, thanks to the Shining Wizards, we are um, also on Spotify, right? So if you look for the Shining Wizards on Spotify, we are part of that podcast family that is put out there, which is pretty darn awesome. And um, you can also find us on your normal podcast aggregators, such as um, Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, and Stitcher and various other places. Oh, all over the place. All you over name the place. There. And then, of course, here's first every Thursday. Thanks to the patience of St. Rich at PureRockRadio.net, putting up with our crap for well over a decade, probably a decade and a half at this point. Getting close, yeah. Yeah, and um, he's just been dealing with us and putting the show out, and we thank him for that support that he's given us all, all these years. And then last but not least, you know, we talk about the Hall of Fame, we reminisce about the days of, you know, Metallica, Megaforce Records, uh, man of war and you're thinking man i wish i could write a letter i've got this great stationery i've got some stamps i've got an envelope who do i send it to we've got you covered you drop us a line through one of those aforementioned avenues earlier you get us your address we'll get it to the snowman we'll get you his address and you guys can send later letters back and forth mm-hmm. it's gonna be a party yeah, yeah, just just like the old days of the old pen banger section in the back of Metal so Forces man- magazine, and then later on Metal Maniacs. I've met a lot of cool people, dude, over the years, just from sending letters and demo tapes and live tapes back and forth. And I discovered a lot of great music, a lot of great bands that way. So, if you want to kick it old school with your cool Uncle Snowy that way. By all means, yeah, get a get a hold of me and we'll do it. And I've thrown this out a couple times. I'll say it again. You contact us, okay, and you set us up your buddy's demo the old-fashioned way like that. And our indie spotlight will uh will kick your buddy's band right up to uh the top of the list for that for that next for for that next episode i am missing those days i love them so much and the young that the younger generation they just don't know what with their internet and their instant gratification and their files and all that it's just man it's it's not the same as those great tape trading demo days and all that it's just it's absolutely fantastic and um i would love I would love to uh, 
do that with you beautiful motherfuckers. Like I said, uh, 2020 in the books. Here's to an amazing 2021. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been, well, this has been the 2020 Grammy Awards. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.